0: This headline certainly catching my eye it was about puppy mills and uh, I know puppy mills because my first dog, Rudy, who I got when I was working at another uh, television station, uh, I got her at a puppy mill that I was doing uh, an investigative piece on and uh, this it was a terrible, t- puppy mills are terrible, they're just, they're awful places and the situation and the dis- the the conditions were just depleted deplorable and they kept just bringing out dog after dog after dog and they were sick some of them had to be put down some of them got into homes others you know uh stayed on the farm but just deplorable and anyway I saw this little roughly uh I mean he was just she was just a ragamuffin. I didn't even know what kind of dog she was and I was like oh she's so cute how can a dog be so sweet when they've been abused so badly nonetheless a couple of weeks later a new haircut and discovering, oh, she's a cocker spaniel, little black cocker spaniel. Nonetheless, she came home with me, and um, that dog broke my heart, my God. She broke my heart. She was the best dog, just the sweetest dog. But this is a dog that had come from a puppy mill, had done nothing but give birth to babies over and over and over and over again, just abused living in just terrible conditions. And what struck me the most about Rudy was her capacity to love. She was such a forgiving animal, just a lovely, lovely animal. So I know a lot about puppy mills, and the one thing I've been wondering for like the last 30 years is when are they going to finally make some laws for it, right? It's just, it's so pervasive. Nonetheless, Ford government comes out Monday. Well, what do you know? They've got these changes to puppy mills. You know, they're going to bring these penalties in for those operating them. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm saying, okay, finally we're getting something. So they want to make it illegal to inbreed or, you know, or breed a female dog more than three years in a two-year period. They don't want, and they'll make it illegal if you breed a female dog younger than a year or separate the puppies from mum before eight weeks. They talk about, you know, penalties for um, cleanliness and safety, and so they've added some fines. You know, ten thousand to twenty-five grand. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, but I'm like, what's the catch? What, what like what 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 are we getting here? And then it's like, oh, you don't need to even license the breeder. Like, there's no basic rule. Like. You have to license yourself. So I don't know, how are they going to find these mills, which are often tucked away in the countryside where you don't see them, right? So again, I'm like, you got to read the fine print with these things, which I think is why I wanted Camille Lobchuk to come in and explain what the fine print is. She is, of course, Executive Director of Animal Rights Justice. Good to have you,
1: Camille. So good to be here, Alex. And that's such a touching story about little Ruby. Rudy was the
0: best. She was so, so sweet, but it was just the conditions of that world it was she her sole job in life with the other mothers was giving birth. And then the puppies get taken away and they just sit there year after year having two, three loads of puppies and they end up on Kijiji. So it is a big problem. What's taken so long, right? What's taken so long to get legislation?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. I do not understand what's taking so long because this is something that every single person in this province is behind. No one wants to see dogs abused. Uh, so I'm encouraged to see the government recognizes the importance of doing something, but the bill falls so flat to me, Alex. I think you hit the nail on the head when you pointed out that this bill doesn't require anyone breeding a dog to even get a license. I stopped breeding. Right as now, soon as I saw this, I said, Oh, it's, it's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, this that's why I said, what, what's Camille saying? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the biggest problem right now, it's, it's not that there aren't any laws protecting animals. Like we do have laws in this province that say you can't cause distress to animals, which is pretty good. And, I think those laws could be effectively enforced, enforced even right now against puppy mill operators. But the problem, Alex, is that no one knows where these places are. They're in yeah. basements, they're in barns, they're in rural areas. Authorities cannot effectively police breeders. And so without a, a licensing requirement so that we have that basic information about who they are and record keeping so that the government could actually see if they've Bred dogs more than, um, you know, bread dogs under a year or bread dogs more times in a two-year period than they should have. It's just not enforceable legislation.
0: Right, and that's the concern is like that could, to me was like the basic is that you must be registered. And even then I don't pretend, Camille, that people will all register because there are people in this they don't care. Yeah. They will do whatever they can to cut corners. Um, but they also, unless they put direct money into enforcement and actually going out to these places – then, then, then it's not going to do anything, right? Because the exactly. mills will just pay a fine and then go on doing what they're doing you know, or change yeah. locations.
1: That's why we need registration and licensing so that if someone is breaking the law, they could just have their license revoked and they can't have any dogs anymore. The way it stands right now, and including under this new proposal, someone would have to be convicted. So they'd have to go yeah. through the court system, which yeah. can take years before there's any power for a judge to say, oh, you can't have any dogs anymore.
0: Right. And so why would I mean, it just seems so basic. I'm like, was this an oversight? But why wouldn't they put that basic requirement in?
1: I I'm scratching my head on this one. It's disappointing. Um, Animal justice wasn't consulted on this. You know, we're a group of legal experts, animal lawyers who understand this work. Um, I don't know any other animal protection organizations who were consulted on it, so I'm I'm really surprised to see groups like the Canadian Kennel Club, which represents dog breeders, they're quoted in the news release, right. and it which doesn't seem like positive. the animal welfare community was really that consulted on it.
0: Yeah, look, I know it. I know it was a problem, certainly back in the day when I got my my uh, my dog, and it's why I'm so careful with where I get my animals. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do not. You know, I wish people didn't go to the. Kijiji's and all that kind of stuff because if you're seeing it on Kijiji in those places it is a mill right it's just no no ethical breeder will sell their dog or animal like that where are they the most um you know pervasive I know Quebec's got a lot of them they they're kind of running the show on this but I know that they're in in some Amish communities they're still pretty big and we saw how many dogs certainly were uh, bought during the pandemic only to be you know then given away or put in a field but how much more pervasive is it today
1: Oh, my God. It got so much worse during the pandemic, Alex, because everyone wanted a dog and unscrupulous puppy mill breeders. They knew they could just swoop in there, start pumping out puppies and they could sell them for hundreds of thousands of dollars a pop. So some of these operations we know they're making in the six, maybe even the seven figures per year. They're completely unlicensed, not overseen by the province. And so far as we know, they probably have terrible conditions.
0: Well, no question about it. I mean, mom's a moneymaker, right? And that, that is, yeah. you know, the sadness of for, of her life is that she's just there to to give birth, and then the puppies are gone. And and I guess people just think every time they buy one, it's like, oh, well, I, I got this one, so he, this, this puppy's going to be okay. And I'm like, well, you've just kept the mother in business now, having to give more puppies because that's all. Every time you buy a puppy, she's got to produce more.
1: That's right. And I hear so often, Alex, from people who who should know better, and they are compassionate, they care about animals, they see a dog for an ad or an ad for a dog online, and they go visit the dog and then they see the conditions are so troubling that they just want to get that dog out of there so they buy the dog to quote unquote rescue them mm-hmm. not you know thinking about the fact that they are keeping this type of puppy mill operator in business
0: what's the um is there a remedy for this like can they can they yeah. make tweaks and changes cuz i honestly i'm looking at this going okay the sack preventing unethical puppy sales sounds good but if you don't have that basic of registration i don't know why they're bothering it's just pretty yeah.
1: That's a really fundamental condition. So I would say that we need uh, a couple key things, three key things. The first, registration and licensing so that we know where these places are and they can have a license or The second is proactive inspection. So uh, you know, a force of animal welfare inspectors that actually goes out to these places mm-hmm. and checks them out randomly, unannounced visits, so they can see what the conditions are like. And then the third requirement is actually having good laws. So we've got some basic laws right now that say you can't cause animals distress. We need some really specific laws for puppy mills. And in the Pop Sack, there are some of those specific things, like not breeding female dogs for less than a year, um, you know, keeping dogs with a contagious disease away from others. But there's a lot more, and a lot more that's really important. So some of those things would be like adequate housing. Mm. Alex, I'm sure you know, and maybe some listeners don't, but a lot of these times, Dogs used for breeding and their puppies are kept in wire floor cages, tiny, tiny cages. There's nothing in the law that says, here's how much space you have to give a dog and her puppies. There's nothing that says, here's how much exercise or socialization opportunities they need to have. And I think that is what's still missing from this bill.
0: Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on it, but uh, that was very much that uh, stood out for me. But I appreciate you kind of filling in the gaps of this.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for giving this airtime on the show.
0: 100%. We'll keep doing it. Camille Labchuck joining me this morning. Here, here's the easiest advice I can give you. If you're going to buy a puppy and the person selling it does not show you the mom or the, or the dad, that's a puppy mill pup. No reputable breeder will give you or sell you a puppy until they've met you and you've seen where that animal comes from. And then you know.